I think we're moving in that direction as a society. I think that we're going to see the uh, importance of networking and of connection and of helping our neighbor. I'm seeing that happen. And that breaks down all the barriers, whatever political party, whatever you know, religious institution you come from, whatever color you are. We are members of the human race. That's our first and only group that we need to be thinking of. If you're someone who refuses to go along to get along, if you question whether the status quo is good enough for you and your family, you want to leave this world better off than you found it, and you consider independence a sacred thing, you may be a prepper, a gardener, a homesteader, a survivalist, a farmer, a rancher, an environmentalist, or a rugged outdoorsman. This show is for those who choose the road less traveled, the road to self-reliance, for those living a daring adventure, life off the grid. Lucinda Bailey, a.k.a. The Seed Lady, is a master gardener and certified crop advisor, specializing in cultivation of heirloom vegetables from seed. Her interest began as a teenager in Michigan, where she grew produce in her backyard to sell to neighbors. She now spends her time traveling the country, attending shows, and presenting seminars on the mitt lighter gardening and food production. In addition, Lucinda also enjoys playing the piano, tending to her livestock, and working the Texas Ready Test Gardens. Lucinda Bailey, welcome to the Off the Grid Biz Podcast. Oh, this is such a privilege. It's good to connect with other fellow patriots and people that are like-minded and concerned about where our country is at. Absolutely. So why don't you let us know a little bit about what it is that you do and how you ended up here. Years ago, I was in financial services, and I realized all of a sudden there was no good news coming out of the United States or Europe or anywhere else. And I thought, well, you know, there may be something to the need of preparing my family for whatever might come. That's how I personally got involved. I thought I was the only one thinking like that. Of course, that wasn't true, and I finally did connect with many others. And uh, so my business partner and I realized that, you know, God has given us the responsibility of taking care of our own food needs and when H&B or Kroger's or any number of other big chains don't pull through like they should for us or GMOs are suddenly in our you know, food supply, well, then we may need to take the reins of food production back. And so that's really how we started, just doing it for our own family. But in short order, our neighbors, our church buddies and relatives all said, uh, hey, would you pack me up some seed uh, collections like you guys have? Because we can't find what we need at the box stores. And that's how we began. Oh, fabulous. So you started in 2012. Had you ever owned a business up until this point? Both my partner and I are extremely entrepreneur. And so this is about my sixth or seventh different situation from a restaurant to a mortgage company to, you know, three real estate companies and so forth secretarial service company, a print company, et cetera. But this has actually been the most personally fulfilling because I really feel a direct connection with my customer families and the direct ability to help them get better food, better health, lower bills, and a confidence about the future. Oh, that's awesome. Besides the, your friends and family and people you already knew, how were you able to find the, uh, the rest of your of your first customers? Was, was it uh, just by word of mouth or, or did you do any form of advertising? How did you find those first customers? 
That is a great question. And I knew one thing, you need to have a 30-second elevator speech. And where better to practice it than at a gun show? Boy, if you don't have a good message and a good, you don't catch their attention, they're down the hall and they will not give you the, you know, the time of day. So uh-huh. I figured this would be great. And, you know, the first several gun shows, you're uh, making a mess of everything you wanted to say, but you get that message down. And then that's how we began was just doing gun show after gun show after gun show and garden shows, you know, we're a little step up and survival shows after that. Now, all those things have virtually gone away uh, since COVID, so we've had to do some additional Internet marketing now and, you know, some other platforms. For example, once a month I lease out the community center, and um, I go to feed stores and tractor supplies and farmer's markets and drum up attendees, and then I try to build community within those attendees over the course of the next year. So they come to an initial gardening class. We teach them about heirloom seeds if they don't know anything about it. We let them come onto the ranch and rent our space to grow out some chickens. Many of them have never held a chicken. Uh, So we teach them how to do egg laying and uh, meat birds. And then at the very end, we teach them butchering if they wanted to attend that. So it's really kind of a, a neat process. Then we go back to an orchard item. So we're alternating agriculture and animal husbandry. So we can teach them anything from quail, turkey, ducks, pigs, goats, sheep, and cattle in order that they might be able to prepare. We know that not everybody's going to do everything. They may not have the acreage, but you can run quail on a square meter and produce between 1,000 and 1,500 pounds of meat. That's more meat than you're going to get off of a cow. So it does not require a lot of space. Rabbits are also very good for small situations. Uh, rabbits and quail are very, very quiet, and a lot of subdivisions would consider those pets and no prohibition against doing them. We do understand that roosters, you know, are, are not liked by all the HLAs. We get that. But we can show you how to have an egg-laying flock that doesn't even have a rooster in it that will be very beneficial for the family. So these are the kinds of things that we're now teaching, and it's really true homesteading, staying away from the pharmaceuticals, the expensive egg, and also the grocery stores if you, you know, so desire. So we're teaching people the old-time pioneer skills. Wow, fabulous. So that's all one-on-one, and you were saying that's just at the local community center? Well, at the local community center, uh, we rent that out, so we're hopeful of getting 40, 50 people there. And then from there, we have Friday night classes on our ranch. Then we just develop long-term relationships with people, and word of mouth and things like that are how things are spreading now. So, you know, COVID did change our business plan, no doubt, but I think it's worked out for the better. Tell us more about how COVID has affected things for your business. You've been mostly meeting people at shows and so forth? You know, we were an essential business, being that we were in agriculture. So we never did any of the shutdowns. We know that there were tremendous, and still are, tremendous seed shortages, especially in the heirloom field. I believe nine out of ten heirloom seed companies are out of business now. And that's because they just could not access. Now, you know, some of it was blamed on crop failure. I've never seen so many crop failures, so I don't know really, you know, we'll never know the truth of that one. I've never bought seeds from China and never will 
but was really stunned at the amount of Chinese seed that is in our culture. So I don't feel too comfortable about that because I don't believe in night soils and lead and all the things that we might find from the Chinese products. But we realized that things were accelerating. We had felt like the things economically, politically, socially were accelerating and not in a good you know, direction. We really ramped up our concern and our teaching schedule. And so we have had 10 families at a crack come through our programs on the weekends and so forth. It's very hands-on. So if you're in Texas, we would love to have you, you know, be part of those kind of uh, workshops. But if not, try to find somebody that's doing homesteading in your local area. And there's lots of resources now. It's very popular to be a homesteader now. Or get on the uh, Internet and start listening to several of the podcasts. You will learn a lot, as I certainly have and I'm so thankful for the variety of people training on goats or rabbits or sheep or whatever it is. I'm really trying to listen and I encourage others to do the same. Sure. And with all the growing global chaos and so forth, have you seen a huge desire from the public to learn more of this, more so than in the past? You know, they said that 50% of America is now growing a garden. I don't really believe it's that high. But, yes, we have seen a huge influx of interest in growing. And, um, you know, our view is that buying a seed bank that's a proper seed bank is step one. That is not where it needs to be. You don't need to be putting that on your pantry shelf and leaving it there. You need to be practicing that skill. It's not an easy set of skills. Um, but we believe, I've read over 300 ag books, and I believe that we've narrowed it down to the five or six most pertinent most usable, most productive, you know, books. So we're going to have the best canning book out there. We're going to have the best, I didn't really want to be Amish, but guess what? I'm stuck being Amish book. That's like an encyclopedia of Amish skills. It's called the Backyard Homestead, and it's hilarious. And if you have a short attention span like I do, it's just perfect. Two or three pages on a certain point. But they're demonstrating what I thought to be impossible initially that on one acre, you can grow everything that a family of four to six would need. Absolutely. Wow, that's fabulous. How would you describe your ideal customer? So the people that come to you and they're just, it's just right up their alley. Who is that person? What's their mindset? Well, that's a person who's begun to get awake or is awake, understands that we can't always depend on Kroger's, HEB, or some of the chains perhaps to supply food that there perhaps will be trucking shortages and so forth. A person that wants a better quality food for their family, no more nutrition, less pesticides, more control over that, that would be a great customer for us. And someone that knows that there's going to be a little bit of elbow grease involved in production of food, whereas in the past they may not have done that. I really love it when we have kids because their eyes are so sparkly when they grow a vegetable that they did not think possible. They never knew where carrots came from, for example, or how a chicken even lays an egg. Uh, these are things that really brighten their experience, and we're happy to do that for the families. We really want to be family-oriented. So, Oh, that's great. What would you say is your top-selling product? What's the main thing that people purchase from Texas Ready? Yeah, they purchase an ammo can that is full of seeds that will work in their area. We give about 75 varieties of vegetables, herbs, and uh, fruit uh, that will definitely grow in your geographical area. 
and then we teach them if you are going to let cousin Joe and the boyfriend from college and the neighbor down the street participate in your food needs, then you need to buy seed to cover all those people. Because if you're, you know, knocking along your four-person kit, but now there's 10 mouths to feed, we don't want you to be in a position of uh, all of you 10 starving equally. So buy seed for the number of people that you anticipate being able to help out. And then maybe if you're not experienced as a gardener, buy a little bit more. Ultimately, we say that gardening revolves around three skill sets. The first is buying plants. I'm okay with this, buying plants at a box store or whatever, and uh, popping them in the ground, seedling. Keep them alive for 90 days. Give yourself an A-minus report card at the end of that experience. The next year, we want you to learn the skill set of starting seeds in your seed trays and bypassing the payment of those costs for seedlings. Do it yourself. Grow out your own seed. That is an entirely different skill set. Now, the third year, we want you to learn to save seed properly so that you can keep this circle of life going and never have to buy produce, seeds, or seedlings again. It's a great return on investment from these ammo can boxes. They come in two-person, four-person, six-person, 12, and oh my God, the church, 30 people, a 30-person kit. We size them according to the number of people that you intend to feed. Wow, that's incredible. Who came up with the ammo can design? That's a classic situation. Okay, I was tasked with finding good packaging. Okay, so I spent a week going here, there, whatever, and I came back with um, a couple of nice little Chinese plastic containers, a paint can that we could customize or this or that, and I presented them to my partner. Oh, he did not like any of it, which really ticked me off after a whole week of work on this, right? And so I slam my fist down and I go, well, gosh darn, you're not going to be happy until they're in ammo cans. At which point we both fell off the chair laughing because we knew that ammo cans came in various sizes. And as it worked out, we went down immediately. The Army-Navy surplus store bought every size can they had. And when we put together the kit, we don't just throw in, oh, well, it looks nice to have 35 of these seeds, you know, 100 of that. No. We did it all on a nutritional model. So how many calories would your family, can we maximize out of the backyard? We did this nutritionally and agriculturally. We're the only seed company that's ever done that. You back engineer, what will I need? What does my family eat? How much space will it take to grow the number of plants it's going to require for me to have one cup of beans once a week for the whole year. That's how we put our kits together. And coincidentally, based on the number, the two for the small kit, the four for the average kit, et cetera, the size of the ammo cans matched perfectly, which was crazy. So we just said, this is God, we're doing this. And that's how we got started. (laughs) Of course, now we're buying by the tractor trailer load, you know, a huge amount of uh, cans at a time. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Overall, what do you like best about your business and industry? I really love the fact that we can help a lot of people. And if they don't see the immediate um, ability for us to help it, let's just wait and see where this economy goes. I believe that they're going to be saying, I feel a lot more comfortable 
I am sure that I can feed my family. And I really like that because we should not be living in fear. Fear dehabilitates us. It stops our creativity. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of wisdom, power, knowledge, love, and a sound mind. And if you're in fear, that's just simply not the right energy, the way that you should, you know, have your mindset. So I believe Texas Ready is one of the things that takes a big, serious problem off the table and gives confidence to the patriots. I mean, after all, the pioneers did all this. They knew all this. They were given a handful of seeds from the groom's family and a handful of seeds from the bride's family, hence heirloom seeds, and they knew they had to make a go of it. That was going to be the way they fed their family much of the time, except for hunting, uh, so they couldn't afford to be making mistakes, and they didn't make mistakes. And if they could do it as pioneers and settlers, I believe those of us can do it. During World War II, women and children produced 50% of the agriculture of all America. So tough times bring out tough attitudes, and they bring strength of character. And I believe that that's the kind of time and season that we're moving into. Oh, yeah, the victory garden model. That's very cool. Exactly. Good job. Okay, let's take a break from that conversation. I wanted to bring up a question for you. During these crazy times, do you feel like your business is indestructible? Most people don't. And if not, the real question is why? And what can you do to make it as indestructible as possible? Well, that's the basis of my new book, Nine Ways to Amazon Proof Your Business. I'm going to talk about the second way, which is called being consistent. I cover this all in chapter two. And I'm not talking about being consistent in a very generic way. I'm talking about specifically being consistent in your communications with your customers. Not just customers you're looking to have, but customers you've already had and getting them to know, like, and trust you. Now, you could be doing this through paid advertising, but you could also be doing it organically through social media, via videos, via blog posts, via podcasts like this, getting out there so that people can get to know, like, and trust you so that when they do become customers, they don't just become customers that enjoy and love your products or services. They know, like, and trust you as a person. That's a value they can't get from big companies. I also have eight other ways to Amazon proof your business. Basically the idea of making it competition proof to even someone as big as amazon.com. So if you'd like to get your hands on a free copy of my book, go to Amazon proof book dot com. Sign up and you will get a free copy and get the chance to purchase a physical copy of it for a special price. And now let's get back to our show. On the other hand, if you looked at your business or your industry as a whole, if there's one thing you could change about it, what would it be? I would like people to be honest. They always say, stand over those well diggers and watch how many rows of pipes they put in because that's what they're charging you by. Don't trust the well digger, you know, is the model. And I think, you know, I know the inside baseball of the seed industry, and I am alarmed at the stupidity and gullibility. And, you know, I'm just hoping that these are not dishonest people, but misguided promoters saying the seeds can last 10 years, 15, 30. I've even heard 50. Now, that is absolutely bogus. First of all, that is possible in a nitrogen-based refrigeration system something that you and I will never own because they're $1 million starters. They're very expensive. 
and the U.S. government only has 30-day supply of the nitrogen to run them. So I do not believe that that is a good expectation to take something that works in one venue and say that will reasonably apply to my backyard when it absolutely will not. If you have no refrigeration, you will have a shortened life expectation of seeds. Oh, well, I've heard they have these giant warehouses. Yes, they have seven giant warehouses in the world. But if your name isn't Oprah Winfrey or Bill Gates, you are not getting seed out of there. So the average person needs to have their own personal seed bank. I would like it if the non-gardening seed company owners would be honest about how long seeds last. At 40 degrees, the U.S. Department of Agriculture says that they will last four to six years. That's what we have and always will tell our customers. We're going to tell them the truth. We give a five-year guarantee on our seed banks, on our, our seeds, and we will sell people, oh, my peppers didn't work, I bought your kit. Wait, if it's within that five-year deal, we'll resend you fresh pepper seeds. We're a little different than the average company. We want integrity to be something that's stamped everywhere, excellence, and this is something that we are feeding our own families with. Uh, we're growing. I'm in the garden today pulling weeds. We're living the dream. This isn't, you know, corporate America saying, you know, I think we can make a buck here. No, we're homesteading. We're patriots. We're sacrificing just like you are. We've had the fear function dehabilitate us for several months, but we're on the top side of that now. And we want to share and testify to you how you can get your confidence level back. I'm reminded that in uh, Genesis 6, God says, I gave you, that's us, the seed. Did not give it to Conagra, Bayer, Con, you know, he gave it to us. If he said that he gave it to us, he gave us absolutely the means of production. It also says in scripture, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And we would agree with that. You do something foolhardy or stupid or you skip a step or you don't know. It's what we don't know that can really hurt us. That's why we have the training program. The Mitlider Garden Course is the most productive, survival-oriented growing system that's in the earth today. I've taught 40 methodologies of gardening at the college level. This is by far the only one that I can recommend with you know, integrity. It's been around over 50 years. It's a proven, quantifiable system. And if you're concerned that, you know, hey, things might be disrupted for five years, you can get right now all the trace elements and minerals that you would need to keep your plants healthy for whatever period of time you're anticipating there to be unrest. You cannot do that in an organic system because a family of four would need a literal shipping container full of compost to refresh his beds. And he's always going to be playing catch up. He is not getting a, a dump load of manure from past, you know, Farmer Jones, who's not coming to your house because there's no diesel to drive his wagon. So, there's no way that you can compost enough to refresh your beds on an annual basis. We require a shipping container. Not logical, not going to happen. Yet, all the minerals and all the nutrition for your plants that are needed per year will fit under one card table. The point is we can stockpile security items. We all know what that is. And we recommend we stockpile the nutrition that your garden will need. And nobody's jumping the fence to steal your minerals and your rocks. They're just not going to do that. That would not be considered <laughs> value to, valuable to them. 
So we believe that um, a prepper, uh, someone that's concerned about the economy, someone that wants to have better tasting food, more nutritive-dense food, wants a great family activity, wants to save money, any of these or all of these reasons would be great causes for you to go and get your own seed bank and begin using it and growing. Now, I'm out here today, and I've harvested three times, three weeks, on my cucumber row, 20 feet. I have harvested to date 158 pounds of cucumbers. I think this garden method works a lot better than anything I've ever tried. So we can really, with clear conscience, uh, recommend it wholeheartedly. Wow, that's great. (laughs) That's really good stuff. I hope you like pickles. You know, those would be (laughs) real pickles and sweet butter chips are going to be Christmas gifts this year. (laughs) I bet. So, Lucinda, if you and I were talking a year from now and we were to look back over what had happened over the past 12 months, what would you say happened to leave you feeling happy with your progress both professionally and personally? That is a great question. And at the beginning of the year, I wanted to take our training a step higher. I realized that sitting in a classroom for three to five hours on any of our topics while we think that's good and it's interesting, it's really the hands-on experience that people need. So at that time I said, hey, it will be a successful year if I'm able to take a 10-week class and take 10 families and train them in animal husbandry, all topics chicken. And then I wanted to rinse and repeat, give myself three weeks of reprieve and then beef up the class or whatever I had learned as an instructor and then you know, do that again. So I want to do four classes. I will have trained 40 families in my immediate area in how to have an egg-laying flock or a meat flock and then how to butcher if necessary. So for me, if if I can get that done and I'm on track to do it, if I can get that done, I will consider this a a marvelous year. That's great. So what are the obstacles standing in your way of getting there? Always finding the right people and making sure that, well, I can't make sure of anything, but that their schedule would allow them to come to all 10 classes. That would be good because we have a lot of people making commitments and uh, skipping out on half the classes. You get what you invest, and we realize that. But I think with the kind of class size, because we, 10 families, that would mean average of two kids per family. So you've got a lot of variables swimming around there. If eight families actually get to the point where they're confident, can go into tractor supply or get online and order the right breed and, you know, do it, order four chicks and let's just see how this works, I I will consider that a success. But I am finding a lot of uh, acceptability to the hands-on approach as opposed to the lecture approach. Okay, that's great. This is the Off the Grid Biz podcast, so we have a lot of people that have an interest in business and enjoy kind of the self-reliance end of it. So what advice would you have to all the business owners listening there, if you have any blanket advice that you could pass along? Yeah, whatever you're passionate about, you are going to be good at. You are going to be able to help others in that. So don't do something that you don't like. Uh, God's designed you a certain way. He's built certain interests and desires within you for a reason. That's a wonderful thing. Follow your dream. Follow your heart and work with a high standard of excellence and integrity, and you will be surprised. My customers from all around Texas say, look, if you are driving into 
this little podunk 500 person town will you stay in our guest room when you come by this is craziness i sold them a seed bank at one gun show but we develop long-term relationships because we have compassion and love for that family and we want to be givers you cannot outgive god so that's what i would say to a person that's you know wanting to start a business that's a very wonderful aspiration and it's really a little bit more in alignment with how god organized society back in the day right somebody was a carpenter their son generally was considered a future carpenter himself a carpenter in training or there was an apprenticeship with you know the neighbor across the way but there was a lot more community and um, i think we're moving in that direction as a society i think that we're going to see the uh, importance of networking and of connection and of helping our neighbor. I'm seeing that happen. And that breaks down all the barriers, whatever political party, whatever you know, religious institution you come from, whatever color you are. We are members of the human race. That's our first and only group that we need to be thinking of. That's a great message. I appreciate you saying all that, Lucinda. What could a listener do who'd be interested in finding out more about Texas Ready and your products? Oh, we'd love them to go to our website, www.texasready, one word, spell Texas out, dot net. And that'll give you a lot of uh, places to go. It'll give you some book reviews, some things that you're going to want in your library. If this internet thing goes down or goes away, you're going to need some reference material because gardening is not intuitive. So uh, we'd love for you to hit the site. The other thing we offer that no other seed company does is you pick up the phone, you have a garden question, I will direct you to the proper book that will answer that, or I'll solve the problem. And if I don't solve the problem, you get yourself a free book. Um, but it better be a very good question, because in 10 years, I've only sent out two books. But I think I can help you in three to five minutes. If I'm not teaching, then I'm going to work with you, even if I'm out in the field. I'll stop what I'm doing, and we'll try to uh, fit that. And that's for customers or non-customers. I don't care. Any patriot that wants to be growing, we want to be of assistance to you. Awesome. Well, that was a fabulous conversation, Lucinda. Thanks so much for being on the Off the Grid Biz podcast. It was my privilege. I look forward to hearing from some of your constituents. That was a really great talk with Lucinda. She made a lot of great points that I'd like to try to tie things back to and point out. And hopefully you could see how you could use something similar in your business. One, it's the ability to not make it too much about the end product itself. Yes, she has a lot of knowledge about the seeds that they're selling, but it's more about the reason why someone would want the seeds. And then she has education or information tied along with it that people can take and run with. So the classes that she puts on, the information that they make available through their website and so on and so forth. And they don't just tie it to seeds. They tie it back to the reason why someone would want seeds. If you're concerned about Basically, the structure that's in place being able to stay in place through all the craziness that can happen, like so much of what we saw through the COVID-19 pandemic, 
these type of things lead a person to want to do homesteading, to want to do all these other items. And so she plays into that. She gives the audience what they're looking for. If they're able to sell seeds off of it, fabulous. But it's all toward the same end, which is really cool. She really goes into the psychology without getting too deep. She goes into the psychology of what they're trying to promote. They're trying to push people away from the fear mindset, from the fear energy, and more towards being confident, being self-reliant, knowing what you're doing, having the knowledge and having the skills built around the knowledge to actually be able to do what you know that you can do. That's really cool. I also like the way that she discussed how they were able to build the business just from one person to one person, just from one event to the next building up that 30-second elevator speech. If you're able to do these simple ideas in marketing, you can apply it anywhere. You don't have to go to gun shows. You don't have to go to uh, live events. You can do the same thing online. Principles are the same. People are the same, whether you're communicating with them in person or via the internet. Really great stuff across the board from Lucinda. I'd love to see what Texas Ready does in the future. This conversation is definitely worth re-listening to. Join us again on the next Off the Grid Biz Podcast, brought to you by the team at brianjpombo.com, helping successful but overworked entrepreneurs transform their companies into dream assets. That's B-R-I-A-N-J-P-O-M-B-O.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Off the Grid Biz Podcast, go to Off the Grid gridbiz.com slash contact. Those who appear on the show do not necessarily endorse my beliefs, suggestions, or advice, or any of the services provided by our sponsor. Our theme music is Cold Sun by Dell. Our executive producer and head researcher is Sean E. Douglas. I'm Brian Pombo, and until next time, I wish you peace, freedom, and success.